0: Shut up, I love it. Shut up. I love it. Shut up. Hello, this is Sasha Feiler of Shut Up, I Love It. And this is a very special episode. I'm here with my co-pilot. Today it is...
1: Jay Hunter.
0: Hi Jay, how are you? The
1: man, the myth.
0: (laughs) But it's not about the man and the myth today guess who we have as a guest today he you'll is... never
1: guess by the way like <laughs> you'll, you'll never guess who's the guest on the show i'm just letting you know right now
0: he is a writer a comedian even though he kind of doesn't like to call himself comedian he is just all around very talented person and his name is joe cabello joe welcome
2: shut up I'm in the hot seat again, Yeah, Uh, I don't know, have I been a guest twice
0: before? I feel like twice,
2: yeah. Twice, and I feel like now I'm getting the hang of being a guest. Mm -hmm. When
1: was the last time you were a guest? I'm trying to remember. None Uh, of us remember that. No, it was was that Japanese uh, zombie movie, right? Oh, One Cut of the Dead. Mm. Yes, go listen to the One
2: Cut of the Dead.
0: Deep into pandemic, that was like a deep pandemic time.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's one of our best episodes. I would agree so. I think it's a I good I would also episode. agree. <laughs> <laughs> Any episode with Jay is considered the it's best. It's just a coincidence
1: that it's one of the best episodes that I was co-host of. Yes. It
2: is the template for how episodes should go for future guests.
0: But I, I don't want to spend too much time describing how amazing Jay is out of all people. He's Please here, don't. He's here to co-pilot with me. What really matters is that, again, the Joe is here in the hot seat. And Joe, what are you here to talk about today on Shut Up, I Love It?
2: I'm here to talk about a movie that for um, listeners who have listened to a lot of episodes will be no surprise, because I've mentioned it many times Mm -hmm. before, Makoto Shinkai's Weathering With You.
0: Tenki no Ko.
2: Hi. Correct. So, So, uh, and we'll get into the Japanese or English in a bit and just in general Mm -hmm. Um, but this is uh, Makoto Shinkai, he also directed Your Name as well as uh, several other animated films Um, Your Name was a big US release, so is this and it's about, a. actually I'm not in front of my computer, I usually like to read the full logline, but Mm -hmm. I'll try my best it's about a runaway two runaways who meet find each other and One of them has special powers of a sunshine girl to conjure up the sun. Right. And I'm sure there's a more dramatic version of the log Mm -hmm. line,
1: but we don't got it here. That was a good elevator pitch. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to invest in your movie. Like if you, if that's the (laughs) pitch, uh, let's do it, let's do it, let's, let's throw down.
2: And I will say I hate IMDb log lines, which is where I usually get my log lines because they can (laughs) notoriously just either not make sense for the movie or mm-hmm. just like spoil the movie. Yeah. It'll be right. like Sixth Sense, A Man Who Died. Is that, you're like, wait, <laughs> what are
1: you doing? Uh, but Makoto right.
2: Shinkai's uh, follow-up movie to Your Name, I love this movie. I adore it. I think it's incredible. I think it is, he is the next big name in animation as far as uh, animation for the populace.
1: Right, but but he's like a major. I, I don't know much about this filmmaker in general. I've never really heard of your name. Apparently, that's like a presti- prestigious Just movie. <laughs> yeah. Who's on first? <laughs> but 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 uh, like I'm not fair. Like, are you, but you're talking about like th- this filmmaker is like the next Miyazaki or the next uh, Walt Disney. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Minus
0: the <laughs> right, right. hating Jewish people. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know his politics. <laughs>
1: we don't know he is
0: Japanese. Uh,
2: but And even to his, uh, his own saying, he is trying to make movies like Miyazaki. He hasn't... I don't think he's said so much as he's trying to be the next Miyazaki, but at least his aim is to do what Miyazaki has done. Because uh, there's a lot of great anime films, but not a lot of those are necessarily... Films, I would say, like, hey, mom, dad, go watch this. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. This is a movie. His movies, I believe anyone would enjoy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got to say, if you're, like, in the animation business in Japan in particular... I gotta assume that like Miyazaki is one of the titans, right? Like he's like like I gotta assume that he's the Kubrick. A lot of people like mm-hmm. aspire, or, or or if they were to say to be asked like who's your favorite director, the, like he would be in the top three, top five of most people's lists, right? Or yeah. or or perhaps not. I mean, sometimes like. Uh, you know like ingmar bergman is a famous example of someone who has like is as a legend internationally but within sweden apparently i know this because i took a class with with a swedish per, swedish professor in the 60s, in the 60s and, and but, but the <laughs> swedish professor was like oh yeah people in sweden don't really like bergman they kind of think he's kind of shitty and like and just kind of kind of like like cliche whereas like everywhere else he's a god so i don't know if miyazaki has a but has a, you know, similar status, but I would assume... People a, love as well.
0: Studio Ghibli, though. Just noting by, like, amount of, like, merchandise that surrounds it internationally and even nationally, right? Like, when we went to Tokyo, I feel like...
1: No, no, for, for sure. Like, he's definitely big, but, like, imagine how big... Uh, like, remember how big and, and grand all of Japan is? And we went to the Studio Ghibli... Uh, or Ghibli, however it's pronounced, uh, you know, the Miyazaki Ghibli. Museum. Ghibli. And it, and it's quite amazing, but it's kind of small. I mean, it's not like Disneyland. I mean, it, it's, right. it's a small kind of humble place, and it's very busy. It obviously has a lot of, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of traffic and a lot of fans there. But I wonder, like, is Miyazaki as as uh, monumental to the Japanese as he is to us. And
0: we'll find I, I believe, out I, I, by the end of this episode. We
2: will right now. but mm.
1: I, I, <laughs> Don't uh, even I, wait till the end. We're going to find out right now.
2: I, I believe he is, especially within uh, professionals mm-hmm. and artists and whatnot. And oddly enough, a lot of people from Studio Ghibli worked on weathering with you. Mm. because that studio dissolved or had a lot of layoffs something around uh, along those lines ghibli did ghibli okay yeah and then a lot of those animators came to uh, makoto shinkai's uh, animation studio which uh, i forget what the name of it is um but because they wanted to work in animated films there was a lot of jobs for tv but not a lot for films mm-hmm. so and it's kind of funny how that is ushering in him being the next Miyazaki, too, because right. Miyazaki just doesn't have a lot of years left
0: oh, in him, you know, like. I'm sorry to say that.
2: He's, he's just tiring down. And, and also he
0: quit like a few times. Yeah, he keeps retiring back. and coming yeah.
2: back. There's a great documentary about him that's just like focusing on him trying to make a 3D animated film. Oh. And it's a hilarious movie of him just not really (laughs) respecting 3d animation i love it but we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about weathering with you.
0: weathering with you joe when did you see it because it does so it did came out uh, from what i understand in end of 2019 in japan and then early 2020 in january internationally including united states and it did really well did you see it in the theater
2: i did so i was excited to see it because i had seen your name just on vod or whatever rented it bought it uh, so I was excited to check it out in theaters So I did and I was just like floored I didn't know anything about it And I try to go into movies period Without watching too much of or a trailer Or reading, re- reading anything about it synopsis. Even the log lines Yeah, We've had situations <laughs> on this podcast where I had no idea What the movie was until after I watched it But that was the case with that I was just really amazed by it So the thing about it is, it did get a U.S. release. Not many anime movies get a U.S. you know release period, let alone a, a small or big one. This one did, but who was it for? It was for those anime fans. But I truly believe this is a movie that you know any. Uh, we always use like the moms and dads under know it. You, you know, do, or, like yeah. Well, in this podcast we do, but it's like, you know, that whole thing of like, oh, if your mom would like it, it's kind of four quadrant type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I think this movie is. But so many people will probably never watch it because it's animated and because it's anime. While I I think people break that rule for themselves with Pixar movies because they have, I don't know, that the four quadrant appeal and people know the name. I think Makoto Shinkai will work himself up to being that level if more people give it a chance.
1: Yeah, I mean in my opinion like the the Pixar phenomena is unique because I think it started off, it's like, okay, here, here are these kids movies, right? Mm -hmm. They're initially marketed as like, these are for children. And then parents went to go see the movies with their children and then would come out of the theater saying like, that was a really good movie. Actually. Like that wasn't just like compared to all the other bullshit that my kid makes me watch. And I, I'm, I'm forced you know, to, I'm handcuffed to constantly. That was actually like a quality.
0: I'm looking at you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You're in our sights, Hannah. But, but, but like, you you know so there i think that that's where the phenomena started from is like hey this is a kids movie but it's actually really good, and adults would like it as well. And, and I mean, I think that's why—that's why I was certainly first turned on to Miyazaki for the same reason. I mean, Pixar is famously inspired by Miyazaki's films, and and, and I, I think I came to Pixar and Miyazaki via the same, uh, you know, the same series of events where I was told, like, well, it, it's animated, it's ostensibly for kids, but it's also for everybody, and you can appreciate it as an adult as well as you can as a ten-year-old, and that, and you know, the, 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 that's what I think. Weathering with you is definitely in that zone it like to me it, it it encapsulates this genre of anime where the movie could really be um a live action movie like it, it seems not too far off from um like you know if this same movie had been filmed live action i, I could have seen it in the theaters and uh, like you know you, you can understand it whereas yeah. like a i don't know like even a drag- totoro
2: totoro you're like okay if they made this live action no. I don't think this
1: works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like Dragon Ball Z, or Cowboy Bebop, or any any of the other like kind of more famous, you know, anime titles and and uh, series. Like those couldn't really you couldn't see those translating to live action would be a big stretch, but like weathering with you is fairly based in reality. And, um, and you know, that has fantastical elements, but like, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like, it's almost like the, the American marketers are like, well, there's there's several other movies I can think of like, like paprika, paprika, is, mm-hmm. is is one that i remember was marketed to wider audiences even though it was an anime film uh you know obviously uh, the uh grave of fireflies is that uh, or,
2: yeah that's uh that's miyazaki studio right it's, is it
1: yeah yeah but yeah. But, but again like that, that's one where it's not about supernatural superhero people with shooting lasers Mm -hmm. out of their eyes. It's like a story that could very easily have just been shot live action, but it is animated. So like like those are the films that for an American audience, we've been exposed to, I think, or or at least those are the movies that we've been given in in the, in the theaters as a society.
2: Yeah. Which might also just be general movie tastes too, you know, uh, hard to sell to everybody. Space gods flying around. Those cartoons that you don't know about.
1: Yeah, it, I, I think it's it's like that four quadrant thing. I think I think the the distributors are thinking like, well, this is something that's not just going to be on video for like hardcore anime fans. This is something that could appeal to a wider audience, and so they, you know, like of the. Thousands of anime things that are produced every year. You know, the, the, there's 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 one or two that the distributors and, and the exhibitors will be like, well, this this might have a chance to, to be given to the larger audience. And before
0: yeah. we continue uh, covering up the business of the business with Jay Hunter, as it happens, that's and- my that's a separate that's a side <laughs> podcast. It's called the
1: business of the business <laughs> with Jay Hunter.
0: In every episode, when Jay is, should we get into like a little bit of the story? So, Joe, like, what is the I mean, you you told us a very short, long line, but, like, I believe that every person responds to an archetype of a story that's like, really much speaks to them. And a lot of times it has to do with whatever you know how they see themselves like i'm a big harry potter fan because i think again that i'm a chosen child and i deserve better mm-hmm. uh but you know people may have other ideas so w- what spoke to you
2: i always thought you were more of a voldemort <laughs> myself <laughs> i me, do me, have me, darkness in uh, i do me have too darkness. we're on the same page <laughs> we're seeing eye to eye uh but yeah i'll give a little like quick <laughs> breakdown of the, the whole story and then we can get into like what i really mm-hmm. dig about the story So this runaway kid, Hodaka, runs away to Tokyo. 16 years old. 16 years old. Um, we don't get much of a backstory of why he's running away, but that's also what I love about it. You they beat him you up get though. It. They
1: beat him up You a get bit. it. Yeah. You get a little bit of a backstory. I, I will, I will disagree. Like, like uh, not explicitly, but you he, do, his, but. his face is c- covered in band-aids and bandages and it's weird. It's never really addressed, but like when he first is on the boat, he's got a band-aid on each cheek and one over his nose and he's clearly been like beat up. I don't know whether it's at home or whether it's Most like other likely. kids or, or what, but yeah, yeah. There is this kind of abusive subtext going on
2: yeah but it's so great how it's just that yeah yes yeah. it's not that's explicit it. and so i love that in a world of western filmmaking and storytelling where you would get more backstory and, than you need and, uh, mm-hmm. um but uh while he's traveling there he meets this guy suga this middle-aged man uh they Kind of hit it off. He saves his life. But uh, then it's about Horoka struggling to find to make a life in Tokyo, which is very difficult, until finally he has to go ask Suga for help. Uh, he gets a job working with him. So then it's kind of this new family he's building, this new life. And all the while, he meets Hina, this also uh, not a runaway girl, but parentless, living with her little brother, struggling. And they start a friendship Turns out that Hina is a sunshine girl. A sunshine girl is a girl who can conjure the sun anywhere she's near. So they start running this business together, where they're uh, making people's sunshine come out.
0: And then it, dark shit happens, right? Because we don't want to give away everything. Yeah, but we don't
2: have to get through yeah, that whole thing. But yeah. that's kind of the the
1: main premise. The main. So it, it should be it should be said though that like in this world, when when. Uh, hodaka goes to tokyo there's a constant storm like like the sun never comes Mm -hmm. out it, the, the sky is constantly gray it's constantly raining there's torrential downpours having there's almost like a a supernatural uh, uh effect happening with these like remember that with the, 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 the like fish the that are fish yeah the yeah. jellyfish that just j- just turn into water and just drench you as if like a wave just crashed in the middle of the city so so there's this like like weird ever-present storm going on and so the sunshine girl uh hina can provide sort of like like a respite from the storm she can open up the clouds for brief periods of time in small areas and and bring sunshine. And yeah. if you
0: haven't seen it, it's basically like um unbreakable Kimi Schmidt but uh anime set in Tokyo.
2: I don't know if I would agree <laughs> and, uh, with that at and, all. Um, she's
0: just trying to make in the city, but also she is Horika, the boy. But the other side of Kimmy Schmidt is the sunshine girl that's bringing the sunlight. I hope that helps everybody. Yeah, I,
2: I think it just uh, muddies the waters. But speaking of the water... <laughs>
0: I'm very proud of this comparison. The,
2: the water is so ever-present. It's just... This movie feels wet. It's a totally wet I feel wet soaked movie.
0: just from watching it, like, when we watched it. Yeah,
2: you could just, like, feel the water. And just, like, even on a technical side of things, all hand-drawn what rain affects everything so it's pretty incredible
1: yeah like really i was struck by i'm just from a purely visual standpoint that there i was impressed by it by the because water and rain uh is traditionally the hardest thing to animate or create digitally uh believably and i was impressed by their ability to create depth like i think in the in the beginning of the of the movie um you're getting like a like a flashback to Hina. you don't know it's Hina yet but she's like at her mother's deathbed and you're seeing like a window and there's water hitting the window and you're seeing outside of the city and it's just like the, the sense of depth uh, w- was very impressive to me, for, especially for being a, a hand-drawn, like non-3D uh, CGI type of type of animated film. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I, w- I was taken back by those those visuals because it's it's again like very difficult to do that and pull it off.
2: Yeah, they even have like scenes with uh, translucent umbrellas, and mm-hmm. you're like, dude, you had to draw that. And there is some 3D with the backgrounds that they do, but for the most part, everything's hand-drawn. Especially in regards to the water and rain, which is like the part you would think, dude, just 3D that. No one's going to see the particles Mm -hmm. falling that they're 3D renders, but there it is. They do it.
0: So what part of the story really spoke to you or like what aspects of the storytelling?
2: Well, so there's a moment early on where I was like sold on the movie. And I think overall, this is it's such a tight and great script. I think... It's an amazing script. I'm jealous of it. It's also very, uh, formulaic isn't the word necessarily. It's more like, uh, well, maybe you'll help me come up with the word. When I say the, the example, there's a moment where he's seriously homeless in Tokyo and he does his literal save the cat moment when he feeds the cat with his last thing. And I'm just like, the fact that you made that work emotionally for me and it's literally a save the cat moment, which Mm -hmm. for people who don't know in screenwriting, save the cats is a term for uh, endearing your protagonist to the audience, making them literally Mm -hmm. save a cat. And then it's, uh, uh, was it Blake Snyder Yeah, is the the writer Mm -hmm. and a lot of screenwriters are like uh, Blake Snyder and they're very... Negative towards him mm-hmm. and his rules. I think they're pretty good mm-hmm. But uh that moment just the fact that it worked But it was so obvious to me as a screenwriter, but it was still hitting me emotionally. I was like I'm in mm-hmm. You're doing it
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I mean that was the first time in the movie where I was reminded of Miyazaki in particular because the cat character is very much like in every Miyazaki movie, there's like a cute animal or, or supernatural being of some sort that has kind of like, I think, I think he's in particular inspired by like animals and cats and dogs and, you know, Totoro. I have a feeling Totoro was inspired by some sort of like animal, whether it be a cat or not. And, and, and so he always has like, like a, like a little, whether they're the dust mites in, um, in I think in, in Totoro or in uh, Nausicaä Valley of the Wind or or
2: Mononoke I think as the Yeah, not, not Mononoke the um has like, spirited away?
1: Yeah, like the, 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 there's always there's always the presence of like a really cute little animal that makes you just like smile, almost like the baby Yoda of the Mandalorian. Grogu. You know? Yeah, Grogu. Um, we've been talking a lot about Grogu lately in, the, in our house. <laughs> always a sign of distress in a household. But but <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can, we can't talk about anything except for Grogu. It's the only thing we can come to terms on. eye and Ion. But but yeah. So 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 yeah. I I would. That was the first time where I'm like, okay, I see the the connection here. We've got the cute little cat who is, who is fed with, did you notice, a Kit Kat? Oh, clever. Kit Kat given to a cat to save the cat.
0: I did not notice that, but... In Japanese culture, there's so many kinds of Kit Kat. They Did have like know? shit
1: flavor Kit Kats yeah. at this point. They're just pissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's
0: just like okay. all kinds of different they're Kit They're
1: obsessed Kats. with Kit Kats. I am concerned though because I don't know if cats are allowed to eat chocolate. So but like in that. the animated world, we'll right. give it a pass. But like I don't know if you should necessarily give your cat or dog, certainly not your dog.
0: Speaking uh, of, there uh, were Kit a lot Kat. of branding in this movie. There were a lot of brands upon brands.
1: They were yeah. definitely sponsored McDonald's by McDonald's. There's huge a knife, close ups
0: that I'm like called Numi Numi. And I was like, okay, like we're yeah. getting everything. Maker's.
1: Mark, there was I a maker's think, mark yeah there was a lot there was a lot but of specific
0: how that part did not bother me at all because the best thing about this movie to me was how realistically like almost like eerily they portrayed tokyo
1: yeah they, they really transport you to tokyo and and you know like 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 we we visited Tokyo f- a few years ago and it just brought back a lot of memories like a lot of specifics like at one point there's a close up of just the these vending machines everywhere with these beverages in them so and it was like a close up of the 20 beverages in this machine and we were just like oh cool like mm. we remember that we like got coffee and green tea from a machine like that and there were a lot of like very um cool specifics going on in in just like the world building or, or the the landscape of Tokyo which i thought was cool because again, in anime films, at least the ones that I've I've been exposed to, you don't see that kind of gritty realism. Uh, it's usually f- like all fantasy. And so, so the branding mm-hmm. worked
0: because yeah. it kind of Tokyo is a very brand heavy city. Yeah, there's like, like most labels cities everywhere. Are yeah. and it just felt like it just worked. For it me. feels
2: real. It makes mm-hmm. it feel real,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, opposed to something of just a fantasy that you're watching, which I think is incredibly important for this movie, on every level that it feels very grounded in reality.
0: Because shit gets magical?
2: Well, one, to offset the magical elements of it, or, the like, the fantasy, which is just, it's, like, such a little taste of it, really. Um, but then also just the emotional aspects of it. Like, he it needs to feel, like, a scary place, a hard place to live as a 16-year-old. And it does. It really, like... You feel the cold in this movie... You feel the hunger, uh, at least in that opening sequence, uh, Mm -hmm. until he gets a job and everything's great.
1: Yeah, like you're not just only exposed to the grandeur of the city and Tokyo in general. Like you're shown the kind of like bummer parts of it, too. Like you're, you're, you're in... Uh, the with what, what the Roppongi district, where the, that's where in Tokyo, where they have all the strip clubs and like sex clubs and stuff, and it's like mm-hmm. kind of like the the sketchy, you know, part of Tokyo, even if there is even one. But like that's definitely, I think it's Roppongi or Roppongi, and, and then you know Suga, the character of Suga, who's a who's a publisher of like a of like. National
2: Enquirer,
1: essentially. Yeah, it, it, it's it's listed in the synopsis of the film. It's listed as like an occult magazine, but I don't know if yeah. I would call that. I, I think
0: don't it think be, the occult is a It
1: would be more like because I read that and I'm like I'm on board for this movie. There's a like, and it's not. There, there's an occult movie. subtext, <laughs> yeah. like we're gonna talk about black magic and stuff. I'm I'm into it, but no, yeah, it's more like a a tabloid uh, a magazine about like fantastical myths and fables and things like that. So Suga is is a publisher, kind of publishes this this like small magazine or contributes articles through his like his like apartment basically which is like his office and it's shown as very like destitute and dirty and run down and you know everything's raining outside like it, it, it definitely doesn't glamorize uh the city life it, it shows that there is a glamour element but it almost like when you're seeing it through the through the Protagonist's eyes it's kind of foreboding and scary even like the the shiny bright things they feel distant and they feel like out of touch you know and and because the class wise um the 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 protagonist is is in the lower classes is is on like the edge of existence right so like i I think that's cool that that's something that you don't really see in japanese films uh uh, quite a lot it reminded me actually of that movie we saw shoplifters Mm-hmm. Remember that Japanese movie? Like, uh, have you seen Shoplifters no. before? It, it, you should check it out because it's it's it it did remind me of Weathering with You. It's we-
0: almost like a little bit of uh, Parasite. Not to yeah. compare it to different cultures, but it is. Um, a little bit like Parasite before there was Parasite, Shoplifters. Mm. It has definitely some Parasite elements.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's it's like kids who are orphans and like living on the edge of existence and kind of scraping by and like stealing stuff and you know like they're they're it's kind of like this this like ragtag group of people that have created a you know um, uh, uh, you know like a family. not a family but they're not related right but they're all helping each other. It's very very cool. I highly recommend it and it's fascinating because again you see like you never see that side of that culture like you see plenty of stories about poor people in america and like people living like florida project people living on the edge of existence in society but like you rarely see that margins yeah yeah yeah. people who are marginalized you don't really see that at least i haven't seen that too much specifically in japan so that so that that was that was like like one thing that i was i was very drawn to but it was
0: still cozy because it was raining outside and if you were inside. You know what I mean? Like, Well, there's scenes. that shift. Yeah. There
2: is a huge shift once he gets the job with Suga. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. things do... I mean, the music changes. Everything is different. Music. And it does get more cozy.
1: Well, we're going to come back to that music thing a little Rad bit. Wimps. Yeah.
2: Shout out to Radwimps Wimps who did the the music.
1: Hmm. Rad, is that a person or is that a collective? I think it's it-
2: a band that's like very front man heavy, but i I don't know much about them. but are we I talking didn't... about like
1: like the pop music things, like the 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 pop songs? Are we talking about the? The all very of sparse it. piano,
2: all of it, all I believe, of it is radwimps. <laughs>
1: sparse piano,
0: yeah. Which, in, out of Jay's face, is not a compliment. <laughs> Just so
1: you That's know. A, well, well, well. We can we can hit that up later. I'm saving that for a very special part of the podcast. <laughs>
2: the music part
1: where <laughs> Sasha will leave
0: the room as a as a renowned musical producer as a, as a famous music producer <laughs> Sasha <Feiler. clears
2: throat> Uh But yeah, you have uh, this. Next part of it, which is him kind of getting his footing, meeting Hina, and that's where it really shifts into what the movie is and young this, love. Yeah, this young love story, I absolutely love about it because it's almost, and even to the end, it's not a love story. It's not your typical love story. It's a lust story. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's a little. It's I, a
0: little gets a little interesting. I don't know
2: about that, that. I I think it's so pure. That there is no like kiss moment. There is even the there, the declaration of love never even really comes. It's acted.
1: Yeah, I mean Hodaka, he he's constantly like he's in the mindset of a young teenager. Who who? There's a couple different moments of like, is this is this the moment where where she like? tells me that she loves me or, or, or is this the moment where, like where I tell the first girl in my life that I love her or you know like l- later in the film and that you know close to the end some little girls come up to him and he and he goes is this the first time that like a girl comes up to me and like yeah. expresses her <laughs> devotion to me you know so so like th- th- there is all this like um you know like like young teen love, love concepts you know like it, it's not necessarily as as you know lustful but th- there is a little lust going it on is here definitely there.
0: more lust than I expected
1: Suga's Suga's niece is that what, what uh, well yeah th- there's lust in it it's there's, not, a, there's a couple you know moments of the of the bosoms yeah. pressed Ooh, the together bosoms.
0: but there's also him checking her out <laughs> what's her name Not her name. checking
2: Natsume. out Natsume.
0: no but he's also, also checking out Hina in her apartment the first time they're hanging out oh, like, that's what true. are you looking at and he's like oh, oh nothing yeah,
1: yeah. Th- there is kind of a strange male gaze <laughs> Uh, tilt up from the from from, from the, the 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 you know what, what do we used to call it from uh, from the floor to the face or whatever but like, uh, the, like I'm thinking about in, in my reality shows days there, there, there was a term for it like go oh, go from what the a fe-
0: technical go description go from floor to face from, from, from the feet <laughs> to the face
1: or something it was it was basically that male gazey like tight shot of like tilt up her body and like and mm. like sexualize her body you know like so th- mm. th- there is a little bit of that but I I think it, it's uh, you know, it's fairly innocent. I mean, it is like a teenage boy, and you know, like he, he has a penis. He's ne- yeah. he. he uh, from what we can gather, he has a penis, and and he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we, we're never proven. We, we don't know for sure, but we can only be meant to assume. But like you know, I, I mean, he is pretty innocent. He he doesn't purve out. Uh you know if anything he tries to save her from perverts from mm-hmm. fr- from sexual That's predators true. right
2: Yeah and and yeah I think there's a lot of perversion in anime it's kind of a trope Oh you don't you say You would know You don't say <laughs> I would I would I love that part of it but I also think it's fairly subdued in this it's serving some sort of purpose if he was 22 mm-hmm. and did that look to her breasts I think that would that would be more on the perversion scale after him doing it to not sue me.
1: Yeah, she she but more I think makes it's him, discovery. She makes him more embarrassed of it. Like he's just having a conversation, and there's a shot of her boobs, and it's meant to be. You know Hodaka's POV, and then she, on a couple different occasions, she goes, "Are you staring at my boobs?" He's like, "No, no, I wasn't doing that." Like I he's a, a, he's embarrassed by mm. it. So it, 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 there's not like a like 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 a a perverted leering element to it. It's just like a innocent kid that just his brain, his hormones are shooting through his body. He doesn't know what to do with it. You know. So
0: speaking of not knowing what mm. to do with it, did you watch this film, uh, Joe, uh, with? American uh, actors doing, dubbing it, or did you watch it in Japanese? I
2: did want to get into that because I, with the theatrical run was in English and the (laughs) English voice actors are Great! Oh no, I think Oof. they're absolutely incredible. Yeah, Allison Brie is oh to me.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh
1: shit! This you just a opened up. Moment. You just opened up a box.
2: I Joe.
0: <laughs> shut up. I hate
2: Allison Brie. <laughs> oh my god! I think she's a great voice actress. I think she's a great
0: actress. And I stand against mm. everything you just said.
1: We, uh. we 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 were kind of taken aback because normally when we watch foreign films in general but anime in particular any animated thing we we, we want to watch it with, with the original dubbing or, or with the original you know native language and then read subtitles but they, didn't they have that we option. weren't given that option on hbo max it, 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 it was just the the english dubbed version with with uh i think with, with subtitles because we usually watch movies with subtitles Which everything was subtitles. even if it's in in, in english it can
2: so, be wise for even. You know, good dubs to have the subtitles on mm-hmm. if it doesn't distract you because the translation stuff
1: can no no for, be better. for sure and 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 uh but we, we were taken aback we were kind of bummed out we're like oh I would have preferred to have listened to the original performances that the director you know directed and and elicited but you know that that wasn't an option so we were given the have you heard like the non-dubbed version
2: i haven't uh just i've so there's, like, Miyazaki has this a lot, too, where his dubs, I think, are really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're actually hiring actors. The budget's there. Right. You'll see a lot of Asian content. Uh, Squid Game, the dub, is horrific.
1: They didn't have didn't the budget. The yeah, we watched the original. You, you watched the dub of Squid I, Game? I didn't
2: watch. I've you watched out. clips of yeah. it mm-hmm. just because I heard how bad it was, and it's really bad. And from what I understand, for a lot of those low-budget or... Squid Game's not low budget, but not, they don't have the, hey, let's hire a big uh, English speaking actors because it's going to be a huge hit over there. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times they're hiring English teachers, they're not hiring actors. So you're getting bad performances. It's, but it's then,
1: non-union probably, and they're, they're like, oh, unless union they have,
2: doesn't exist yeah. to them with that. They're just like have
1: that. It, unless they up. have the budget, like they're like because if they because like you're right with the Miyazaki, the movie's been out for several years. It's already a big hit. Disney owns it or Pixar owns it or John Lasseter owns it, whoever's putting it out. And and then they, they they have a couple million bucks to throw it like hot actors like Chris Pine or whatever. like to, to And it's going to pay off on a U.S. release. Yeah, they're going to make money off of it. Whereas like Squid Game, I think they, they, they blew that out. Like worldwide, like simultaneous, so who knows if it was going to be a flop or not. So I, it doesn't surprise me that they would. And also it's just out.
0: harder, right, to do sub subtitles for live action than for animation.
1: Oh, for or sure. For the dub, for the sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah sorry,
0: action. meaning yeah, dubbing. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. You have a lot more leeway with animes uh, or animation, just in general. And there's some. You'll even see, uh, uh, like Castlevania, an anime series on Netflix has a great dub. Mm. They just put they put the work in and they
0: what is this uh, like, uh who's the country of origin
2: it's a japanese anime mm. i believe maybe it was made in the united states who knows but uh it's anime style at the very least there it is it's it's a good dub because they're real actors so if it's if that's the case like a miyazaki film or this i'll watch the the dub mm-hmm. without any guilt totally um and yeah, i wasn't was that too upset.
0: Too. Until I heard Allison Brie. Allison Brie, I
2: I just I do love her voice. I think it's actually perfect for anime, specifically.
0: To me, it doesn't have any personality. It's very well sounding, theatrical, enunciating, uh, voice that she has a lot of access to different sounds, but there there's no emotion or fun in it. Like to me, she's the most like generic, well spoken. Like because she's so good at this generic version. Like to me with no character or comedy, this is, like, why I feel like she's overrated. And they put her, like, in all the voiceover stuff. Uh, She's, like, a voiceover queen. Like, she's in Mm. everything. And she never, like, made me, like, her character laugh. Like, no matter, like, if she does BoJack Horseman or, like, Ruthering With You or something else I recently watched, I'm just like, well, how about we do something funny with this? (laughs) But instead, it's just very well, you know... Enunciated. She like, she has
1: good diction and I mean great. I think I think part of the reason why she's effective in anime is because she has a higher pitched voice. You know, like like w- which pairs well with the animation. Sometimes I mean, honestly, it didn't really bother me until she pointed it out. Like I just figured, oh, it's just some person. Like I wasn't even thinking about who it was. And then she immediately was like, ah, oh, it's it's her. I You to- know. <laughs> oh. Oh, you know spinning her. everywhere you know and and, oh. and so th- th- then i could recognize it and, and and pull it out as being but again
0: weird. you know um yeah like exactly like scarlett johansson not like i don't know if she does voiceover but like you know she has deep deep voice right like i feel like low she's voice.
1: definitely done a miyazaki movie scar scarlett yeah
2: has. and she, i think she's done maybe even a one of the big American release animated movies mm-hmm. with some voice, but uh, well, her
1: voice is
0: unique and like it stops you in, in your tracks. Like when you hear like even the uh, Joaquin Phoenix was her, right? Like it's like oh, like it just sounds so distinct. Uh, but again, you know, this is not a shut up. I hate Allison Brie <laughs> episode, but it could easily become one. I do think
2: one. she's good in this and in general. But the other <laughs> English dub voice actors, especially Hodaka, I thought was amazing. He puts a lot of emotion. Yeah,
0: I really like Hodaka. It's uh, a person named Brian Angman. I don't know who that actor is, but I really liked him. Yeah, and he does a mm-hmm. lot of
2: uh, non-voice actor acting as well, from what I know. I don't know much about him, but... But His acting. performance, yeah, ass acting, as mm-hmm. I call it, mm-hmm. puckering. <laughs> uh, but he starts the movie from uh, what I remember with his monologue or whatever voiceover. Mm-hmm. And uh, right from the get-go, it's just a voice that really is like crackling with passion.
0: Yeah, it's, that's that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for, the passion. It's
2: hurt. Yeah. But uh, well, I would say um, Natsumi is somebody who's educated, who a little is, ditzy. is smart, but their head is in the clouds. Mm-hmm. And I think Alison Brie's, uh voice does that. It plays that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think maybe because she was like a supporting character, that's why it didn't really pull me out of it too much. I wasn't distracted because I agree like I'm not the biggest fan of her voice and her her, her work in general but um you know even when she's playing you know when she's doing live action stuff i'm like, like it's fine but whatever but but the the uh the fact that she was like a supporting character you know it didn't really pull me out of it too much like whoever's voiced to hina was pretty good yeah a- I like and, Hina, who's the? uh i don't know her name yeah or, but i uh and we'll never know i think she's impossible
0: might though.
2: be an unknown too i think she just like yeah. auditioned and then he was she like, like right. you yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know if Allison Brie playing Hina would work for me, but I think for this character, Natsumi, her vocal quality really works. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I agree. God bless. God bless. God bless Allison
2: Brie.
0: <laughs> so, uh Joe, I know we're like way past this point, but why do you think people don't know probably, right? What what category of shut up I love this film is?
2: Well, I think it does go into the uh miss uh now i forget all the categories that um misunderstood because anime. people see anime mm-hmm. even my fiance didn't want to see Shout this out. movie wouldn't want to see this movie but i was like you really got to see it and then she loved it
0: mm.
2: but i think people have they see the anime style animation or even just character design and
0: you see those boobs and they're like hentai
2: oh yeah but she sees it in my posters on my wall <laughs> And says, "Please take them down." And then she company. knows <laughs> immediately
0: that you are one of those nerds.
2: I like cartoon be... big boobs, but not real life ones.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's the good to know. A man who knows what sounds. he wants. I mean, yeah. geez, like <laughs> I, w- I wish everyone knew what they wanted as clearly as you do.
0: <laughs> and ready to tell the world about uh, it. Yeah,
1: you. on broadcast.
2: Uh, but yeah, I think it's that. I think the the people that came out for this movie like anime. They once saw it. It's obviously popular enough to be on HBO Max and be a U.S. release Our sponsors, by the way. HBO Max? Once we do, we'll (laughs) start seeing some money. For now, just PayPal us. (laughs) Uh, But I think that's it. And this movie has so much to offer as just a great movie. Mm -hmm. You know, I was talking earlier about there's tons of great anime movies. Like Promare is one about these firefighter superhero teams. It's a really cool movie, but I don't. I think you guys wouldn't like it. I wouldn't want to show it to you. The boobs are too
1: small. They're way too yeah, small. Yeah, because I only like enormous, <laughs> like cart. I like enormous cartoon boobs and in real life. <laughs> yeah, hands, yeah, yeah. hands are both yeah. marital
0: yeah, yeah. problems. And I was talking about Baby Yoda instead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If
1: we talk about Grogu,
2: the other problems won't surface. <laughs> but people, they, they see those. Uh, they'd see kind of the tropes in anime and a film like that they'd see the style the subject matter and no i just don't like it you know like i could just imagine like a middle-aged dad mm. seeing the poster for weathering with you and being already feeling Are you imagining your dad or just any dad i think my dad probably wouldn't in, he would be interested because he'd be like, this seems like something you would like, son. <laughs> but, you know, just like that archetype of seeing the poster and being like, nope.
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean, the the, the the hard thing with anime and animation in general, but particularly Jap- Japanese animation, is that the aesthetic has a lot of baggage with it. And so like, like what we've been exposed to throughout our life has been mostly, you know, like kid-oriented stuff, whether it's, you know, like from way back, like Robotech or Voltron or something. And, well, I would then, argue
2: Robotech is incredibly adult, incredibly ahead of its time.
1: May, 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 maybe that's a bad Voltron. I'm just, I I, I'm just referencing it because it's like something that from my youth, like Robotech was around when I was a kid. 50s, like right? like uh Yeah, from the fifties. Eighteen. But, 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 but 50s. like, I, I think a lot of like the anime aesthetic, it, it's, it's associated with like like either like like a fetish type of thing or something for like little kids. and Or
0: like a schoolgirl kind of nonsense, like yeah, high-pitched, weebs. like screaming. To, 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 yeah.
1: to, to like normies, you know, to people that like don't know the good stuff, they see it. And they see that quality of animation, and they immediately put a judgment uh, upon it, which is probably unfair for the most part. I mean,
0: I'm part of those normies until I'm told to watch Weathering with you.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got, I got to admit, as as someone who's like a big fan of a lot of Japanese animation, animation in general, a lot of time. Like if I saw Weathering with you, I like I, I would look at it and, and be like, oh, it's one of those anime anime movies that's like based in reality and it's going to be kind of this like boring story about a love story but it's animated and i'm thinking like what why is it animated just shoot a real movie Like, like i'm not i'm not that obsessed with the the craft of animation to 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 go into something thinking like wow it's animated that that's what i that's what i want to seek out but at the same time when someone like you like says says no no this is really good i'm happy to, to dive in and i'm usually uh, pleased with the, w- with 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 the results like i, I had, until, a, had a had re- had a really good time uh until you hear the watching music. it <laughs> until i hear the well i don't want to get negative let's, right now let's, let's wait to uh, get into music let's talk yeah.
2: about a bit of the the themes or like the global warming aspect yeah. that's a part of it climate change. yeah good climate yeah definitely change.
1: definitely climate change uh subtext
2: that's what really struck me about the movie too but it's this it's a, it has a weird stance with climate change and the director actually said he, it is a movie about climate change it was inspired by climate change because especially in tokyo yeah they do get rain like that and
0: fuck
1: load Uh, of rain is that true too at the uh, spoiler alert but but at the end of the movie there's a lot of the water levels rise and and a character in the movie says oh yeah 200 years ago tokyo was just a bay like tokyo was just was just all water and so what happened Did the water the sea levels dropped and then they were able to build a city in that bay like like do you know anything about that
2: i forget and there's a couple cities like that i think even uh Port Portland might be like that too. It was built on water. There's not Maine. It's uh, not Portland, Maine. Mm-hmm. Portland O. Portland P O P-O, as we call it. Um, Port as is what we call P it. P in the O. But uh, I, I believe that is true of it, and it speaks to one of the characters. I think the character who mentions that he's like the the we've been along for long around for a long time. He Even almost has conservative talking points of like how long have we been recording these things? How do we know this is not Mm -hmm. natural? And so it has this odd stance uh, about climate change, but I think it's odd in the Western view where it's a political thing versus being able to say, have the conversation that, oh, climate change actually is incredibly natural. And yeah, it might be true that, there were places that were covered in water, then not, then covered well, in water again.
1: Well, I think the difference is that in the, in Weathering With You, they don't say the climate change is being caused by, so that is the cause, the, the causality, which is an issue, I think. like and I'm, I'm not saying the director is trying to make a statement, but in the film, it, the weather is just happening and it's kind of attributed to like the gods like I think they, they call it the weather maiden you know it, it, it's it, it's like yeah this weather is just happening and uh it's not caused by you know carbon uh, emissions or anything they don't even go into that like 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 whether the filmmaker believes that or not it's just like yeah this is happening and now Tokyo is flooded and this non-stop rain is happening but but they, they do the the old older woman mentions at the end he goes to visit her because she's like the last person to purchase a sunshine girl uh, session Mm. and uh, it's not what you think a sunshine girl (laughs) session so it's different just watch the movie but 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 so like he goes to her and and she goes oh yeah this this area was called Edo before it was Tokyo and Tokyo was just a bay and 200 years ago this was all flooded and now it's flooded again and it's kind of part of the whole you know uh, you know it's just a, a you know seasonal thing, or, or or it's like the the winds of change have blown in. And, but I and
0: don't think they even say that the cause. They're not saying winds of change or season. No, no, they, 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 they but, just but don't talk about it because
1: it's it's implied because it's like 200 years ago it was flooded and then it wasn't and now it's flooded again. Like and, and it just left mm. it that. Like so I think you're meant to assume like well, like you know like like the, the causality is not even broached the subject is even broached it's just saying like yeah it changes shit happens. it happens ch- like then it would you know.
0: change the message and it would change everything and that's the yeah.
2: thing i think if we were with a bunch of like california liberals and one of us was like fucking how long have california we been recording <laughs> yeah, and let's specifically <laughs> say berkeley liberals <laughs> fucking
1: berkeley bullshit got a, got a
2: big problem with berkeley liberals <laughs> dreadlocks but, Bernie if you were with Sanders. them yeah, Bernie Sanders lovers AOC lovers now nah, I have no problem with either of those love people him, but Berkeley liberals I got a problem with you but if you were to talk to them and be like oh you know you're saying it's the hottest month in recorded history well who's not to say this it's that hot every 200 years and that's just how it goes or if you were to say you know, anything that that old man said they'd be like you're a climate change denier you know if you don't say to those people it's human made it's human accelerated it's because of what we're doing you're seen politically as right-wing
0: and denying it and i feel like that's I the am general... a little bit on their sides though i have to say i am getting a little like activated here because but that's wrong okay. because
2: i don't think it's either or and i don't think by saying by admitting that well yeah that is true that it was Tokyo was a bay and it was flooded and now not. So if it got flooded again, what does that say? Does that really say that it was because of this or that? But I do personally believe it's accelerated by human action.
1: I I, I, I have to agree with you. I think climate change is real and it's partially, natural and it's partially caught like accelerated and enhanced by man because it, it, by mankind if if you cuz if you look at like like 10,000 years ago was the end of the last ice age and like 10,000 or 12,000 years ago the like like all of North America was covered in ice and then that all melted and the sea level rose. So like clearly, you know, before the industrial age, climate change is constantly happening and in flux. And it's impossible to say it's like you have a myopic vision of it all. Cause it's impossible to say what's actually happening right now. All you can, all you can say is like something is happening and then all we the, do, but they, all the emissions we're creating is making it worse. Like but if like, you're you know, reading,
0: I understand about the myopic argument, but if you're reading, uh, you know, National Geographic, and you're just getting reports from where people can see the change very obviously, which is the uh, polar caps. This is where it gets really alarming. No, no, no. Which, like, which, which things gets as, you know, s- we're submerged in the forever uh, ice that was supposed to be. Like these things come up from a million years ago. Well,
1: well, well, well not to, like within the last 10 to 20,000 years, the the polar ice caps didn't have as much ice as they do now a lot of that ice and water was distributed across like north america for instance and then when that melted it refroze in in the ice cap so it, it i think well, i think we're all saying the same thing which is basically that like the the climate change is certainly happening and it's 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 measurable it's like yeah water levels are rising temperatures are rising and it's just like the problem with what like the stupidity of these of the modern era is like arguing about why it's happening and getting hung up on that it's the the point is is like it is happening and we got to do everything you can to not accelerate it you know so it's like who cares about what caused it all we know is that what we're doing right now is making it worse so maybe if we stop making it worse it'll get better or slow the the natural process down a little bit and then and yeah and it's a shame that it gets all politicized because it's just like all it is the earth will survive it's just the, the, all the all humanity that will die yeah, so it's like want. it's like what are we arguing with each other about it's like the earth's gonna be fine we're just all gonna die so why don't we all just get together and try and like help as best you yeah. can you know? and
2: this movie shies away from making any of those arguments but I think it is an odd movie for western audiences because it doesn't
1: make yeah. either of those arguments well it was weird that Hodaka at the end he like in slow motion he puts like a red baseball cap on his hat did you see that and like and it and, says like, MAGA on it that was so weird you can't quite see like the camera and then you
0: see like Trump in yeah, the background the, the camera
1: like like, like, like start, it starts yeah. booming up and like you can't see what's written on the baseball hat but it's implied and then it fades the black like that was a little weird
2: very weird and then it it <laughs> it played at the Trump's rally actually opened there, oh, shit. but I think ultimately, he loves, he loves
1: anime. I mean, like that's, that's all of that. Love else. the anime. <laughs> Love it. Japanese titties, but <laughs> I Hodaka, think, he says a natural boy. He just likes <laughs> press. What's, what's the
2: problem? It's ultimately a Buddhist message of like, this isn't good or bad. It is. And you must accept that. Yeah. And ultimately, uh, Hardika's choice reinforces that, while also reinforcing his love for Hina. He doesn't. They don't fight to change it. They say, "Fuck it." We're, and how did you guys feel about his choice to save Hina and thus damn Tokyo? Uh,
1: that like, was an interesting choice because like the
0: bus, the bus choice.
1: Because I was thinking like mm-hmm. like like like. Okay, Trolley so problem. he's. He's willing to sacrifice the entire world slash city uh, just to keep his girl from living in an ethereal cloud somewhere. And and uh Probably yeah sort of okay you know you, you i <laughs> she mean <was> having <laughs> a good time i was a little yeah. conflicted with that because because I, I was like well if i was in his position like she did she wasn't having that bad of a time up on that cloud like <laughs> i mean it wasn't like she was being tortured to death you know like like eternally she was just she was laying on like a field of of grass in a cloud somewhere and uh yeah i i didn't get to hang out with her but like then the whole city got to survive and have sunlight and not get drowned so a little bit of a he did say choice.
0: sorry to the older lady. Well that makes he up feel for all of it. he and he does
2: feel guilt from it, but I do think the whole movie is pointing in the direction of like
0: Live your okay, best life.
2: Well, this would happen anyway. Like and you can't stop what just is. And on top of that he also just chose love. I think it's a deeply Ooh. romantic
1: Actually, you, you know what I'm thinking? Like, I think there's a deeper subtext here going on because, because, because within the within the the mythos of the movie, the Sunshine Girl. Is sacrificed and then the bad weather goes away, right? So like like the, the, that's the idea. The Sunshine Girl's there. She 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 dies. As Nobody sacri-
0: even sacrifices her. It just happens yeah. naturally. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, happens she naturally. She,
1: she, she dies. She floats up and then 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 the, the humanity is spared. And and, and 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 this well you know spoilers spoiled the, the fuck out of this, this movie. No. Spoiler. You don't listen to these. No. It's episodes, it's unspoilable. But. This movie. Just watch the movie. But like yeah. but but so like so so she she go fades away into another plane of existence. And then humanity is allowed to live and has sunshine again and doesn't get drowned out. And so um, perhaps Hodaka's decision to to pull Hina back down is, is 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 symbolic of mankind's decision decision to say, like, hey, you know what? This is like I'd rather destroy the world and have my have my like hummer uh, suv and have my 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 food readily, readily available my my transportation my i'd rather have my modern uh, civilization and uh, because hey it's all part of a cycle anyway it's all part of like like this natural cycle so i'm going to save the girl and selfishly say like i want what i want and and let the rest of mankind be be fucked for it so like i i the more i think about it it's actually kind of is sending an implicit message of sorts it's a little bit trumpian it, it it is in a
2: weird way yeah it definitely is and that's what i find gripping about it because it's not packaging it in that in the trump way for the lack of a better thing it's not a right-wing talking point movie about any of this stuff but it is exactly that's blogger. why i do say it is more buddhist okay. of just like there is no good bad there just is so do What you do, just do, (laughs) do whatever the hell you want. Do you do do? Yeah, and do it just will be you do Uh, you. But I do. uh, do. I was always a little conflicted with that ending, but ultimately really love it because it's the ultimate romantic thing you could do is just (laughs) sacrifice a city so you could not even be with the girl because he doesn't get to be with her for three years. He just
0: runs into (laughs) her at the end.
2: Yeah, and it's like not even... And he says
0: no, everything, daijobu desu. He just tells her everything is gonna be fine. Yeah. Everything's gonna no, be all right. And then they sing this daijobu song.
2: There's no moment where it's like, I love you, you love me, we're together now either. Because in yeah, Japanese color, People family. don't
0: say constantly to each other, I love you. It's a very like a weird, because like, there's no right way to say it really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's
2: no fine. you don't know what their relationship is after the movie, but you know they love each other. And I think that's really cool about it. That it's something that can feel so strong without having any label on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. the The Buddhist sentiment of there is no good, there is no bad, there just is, except when we consider the music of this film, Oh. which, which, which it's not just the music of this film, Joe and Sasha, that I have a problem with. It's the you music. Have problem with me. It's a, Sasha lo- that it's, I a have problem it's a here. larger issue. Uh, that I have with a lot of, and I, I hate to say, Asian cinema. But Jay's
0: part Asian, so he's allowed.
1: I'm allowed. I'm allowed to be racist against myself. No, like, I'm going to tell you, it happens specifically in Japanese and in Korean films. Uh, not so much Chinese. A little bit in Chinese films, but like, but I, I see it specifically in Japanese and Korean films. Is their fucking demented obsession with piano. like piano, sparse piano, like do do. Your obsession with beautiful, classic... It's music. not no no it's not beautiful and it's not classic it, it, it's like the piano that when you're at Nordstrom's like like the like the, it's just like this 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 like innocuous like like amorphous uh uh like like not it's not, it's like anti it's anti music it's 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 non melodic But he
0: calls that anti music this guy Jay Hunter he calls anti music when I play my yoga music which makes me relax it makes me feel good but like a little bit of flute a little bit of the, the, something There
1: are a few examples of anti music
0: Unless it's ween everything is time music. Queen
1: is real music. Let's be real. <laughs> but like but but so there is electronic dance music that's like maybe like Eastern European dance techno music and then there's this fucking Japanese Korean piano score that, that like you see in so many movies and and like Miyazaki is guilty of it too. It's just it's like the cheesiest thing and I don't know why I mean, Squid Game has it. Like everything that you watch, at some point, will have this. It'll just divert and like like it'll devolve into this like sparse piano music. And again, it's it feels like you're at Nordstrom's shopping for dungarees, and like someone's uh, like they've got this poor guy on a piano, like they're paying ten bucks an hour to just go. Boo, de-da, 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 de-da. Or a very it, aggressive
0: it, uh, pop song like lyrics.
1: Right, right. Well, I, I don't have as much of a problem with that. I do. It, it is a little cheesy, and and I want to take the. I want to have a meeting with all these uh, uh, people who score these films, and, and just be like. Why why are you doing this like, like, like what's going on? It, 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 it feels it feels very cliche. Like if it just happened in one or two movies, I'd be like, okay, fine. It's just it's just that that director's like, like taste in music, and it's not my taste, whatever. But I see it ever present. And we we often refer to it as the baby foot. And, and, and it's we call it the baby foot. Because if Stop you watch, shuffling your feet in the floor, it's exciting. I'm getting all excited. It's very exciting. <laughs> if, if we call, we call it the baby foot because if you watch a movie called Train to Busan, have you seen Train yeah. to Busan? Okay, for so, the most
0: part, really fun movie. Great
1: movie. We love, yeah. we love the movie. And then at the end, it's like this. It's it's what it is. It's like grotesque sentimentality, and and and, and characterized by this like like what is what is supposed to have the characteristic of of like beauty. Is like this sparse piano music and like the shot of a baby's Baby foot, foot and the backlight, the sun's backlighting it. Probably it black and out, white. Flares out the lens, and this guy's having a vision of like the most beautiful moment in the world, and it's just this like.
0: Yeah, well, I
2: I do think grotesque sentimentality is something Asian cinema and TV adores. Right. Yeah. Is, okay. In in their so, music.
1: so so again again maybe I shouldn't hate it so much. I just dislike it personally like I
0: least like Alison Brie. It,
1: it, exactly. It's just something that like hits me like 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 on a the deep The world
0: is fine with it. Genetic
1: but level like genetically. I, just, I just do not like it and it, it pulls me out of things and at the end of at, like see every, at the end of the last 5 minutes of every Miyazaki movie like the same thing happens. It either goes into this like right. real cheese ball pop like singing song like American idol Japanese style or this like terrible sparse piano music. And and I just they must be teaching this in their in their like, f- in their, in their graduate level film classes or something. And when you're studying film composition, this must be like that, like this is their jam and I, okay, fine. Like g- I'll give it to you, but I hate it. Make, stop it. Make it stop.
2: I, I do think there are some songs cause I've listened to the soundtrack several times, uh, which is it, uh, a lot of like <laughs> punk and rock music too. Um, but there's some skips. But there's a couple really great refrains in this. I'm not saying it's league. all bad.
1: And I, this is a person that I love so many genres. I love city pop. Like city pop is a mm. genre of Japanese music that I think they probably use. There's probably some city pop songs in, in, in this. Uh, 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 you know, in this film, it, it's it's sort of like like the Japanese version of yacht rock or something like it. Like 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 city pop is generally mm-hmm. like a female vocalist. It's kind of cheesy. Kind of sounds like Steely Dan a little bit. You smooth, know? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, smooth. smooth. Like you're on a boat. Like go like flying out, wind in your hair. Like like that, That's the kind of like I, I'm am into that music. It's just it's what it really is is the piano music. It's like a big wa- does not like piano. It's a big grand piano and nothing else and just like some some some, echo, some delay and a reverb Take on it, it. All to John. And, and 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 i i just i just want to like puke every time i i oh I, I i I, see I, it.
2: I love the opening piano and song with uh over hodoka's vo at the very beginning is that
0: i don't remember piano? i don't remember disliking it it, so. it
2: goes into a big swell of of music
1: i can't say for sure whether that like i think the stuff i'm talking about pops up a little later in the film, there, in. there are there are there are gratuitous amount of montages in this film. I, I must say, <laughs> like like there are at least four montages, which for you know one montage per movie, like is, is the usual quota. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hodaka getting with Suga in his new life. You have that montage of them doing the sunshine girl jobs that montage. You have a
1: Hodaka montage of him just living in Japan before it in yeah. Tokyo before everything happens. Like you have a montage within the first seven minutes of the movie.
2: I don't and, mind mon- multiple montages because I think the, that is more being a film than the other side of bad filmmaking where it's dialogue exposition backstory scenes i would much rather have a montage i think that is like cinematic language it could be overused because it's almost a cheat yeah but give me that cheat over two people talking about mm-hmm. my life has been so good here in my dinner with andre <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I, i'm <laughs> too i'm 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 okay with the montage i'm just saying like 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 little ballsy you're gonna have four montages in one. i usually movie, ask right. my right, students
0: right. to keep down to one montage but i'm talking half hour tv pilot so well, i would <laughs> i would open at a half hour which is like 23
2: minutes maybe it's 19 actually yeah. at this point yeah exactly you might like, have overdone
1: it the montage to actual scene uh, uh ratio. ratio should should not be that that wide now okay now here, here's the, here's a question i have for you is that this is something that i noticed in weathering for you or weathering with with you, you. Weathering. which
0: in japanese by the way is ten kino. Ko means child of weather. Tenki means weather, and Ko is short for Kodomo. Pretty sure. If not, reach out to me. Almost loosely,
2: sunshine girl.
0: Loosely. Mm -hmm.
1: Child
2: of weather. I like that. It's interesting. It's
0: not. So it's really focused not about the relationship but it's about uh, Whether, her, like specifically she's like her story and mm-hmm. he's telling her story. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is uh, very true.
1: I did like the movie though, it, it was very fun. Like, I mean, I love I love being immersed in, being immersed in a world, right? Like the, the movies that I hate, are movies where they didn't create a world and an environment. And that could be any that could be like on Mars, that could be like in Iraq as a soldier, that could be just sitting in this living room. But like but like I love it when they when a film creates a world and you're just like exist in it and you live in it. So 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 guys, I have a I have a question for you, which is this is something that I noticed. And I just want to. I just want to know. I don't know if I have like a thesis about this or anything, but like I, I just noticed this. So this subtext going on. So if you if you look at the movie, um, Hodika, uh he is is sort of like taken in by shuga, right? Mm-hmm. by an older man, right? right? So Suga. like su- Suga, Suga, Shuga, we call each other Shuga. I Suga, call him sugar Suga ray Leonard. Yeah, sugar, Suga. <laughs> Fast as lightning. Um no, no, but like so so Hodaka is taken in by Shuga an older man and kind of made to work for him, right? So he's kind of like almost uh Hodaka's agent or or perhaps his pimp, and 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 yeah, and, handler. and then I call it handler handler. It's his it's his older man yeah. handler, right? And and, and He's he with your feet. and and then, <laughs> and then and then um, and then and then Hodaka uh, encounters uh, Hina, who is with another older man, who is an actual pimp, right? Who is like a who is like a depraved owner of a sex club who's trying to get her to work as a as a sex worker or as a stripper or something like it's it's not made clear right and he saves her he saves he saves hina from this from this predator from this pimp right but then what does he do he immediately takes hina and starts pimping her out as as the mm-hmm. sunshine girl he puts her on the streets and has her start working for him as the sunshine no, girl but the money Ma- goes to her the the money goes to her, but I think a little bit goes to him as, as well. They, they, they don't, they don't quite get into those details, but like he gets her out there, and and, and it, it, of course it's all made to be innocent, like like, like yeah. oh I'm just I'm just having you work, but but like he neglects his own job, he leaves his pimp Suga, uh, you know, like like neglects his job and starts becoming her her uh, uh, handler, right? And so and 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 I, I just I just thought that this was. Um, like a strange, uh, uh, subtextual theme going on of like men, like handling other, like, like, like submissive people, like like taking people in and making, forcing them to work, you know? And, and I don't know what, what do you guys think about that? I think it's a read
2: on it, but I think it also like you're, she was about to be pimped
1: out to be a sex waitress essentially so that's indisputable right that was happening yeah that's and he saves her with a gun like right he pulls a gun out and and scares her pimp away with a gun that's a pretty criminal that's like underground underworld type of activity and
2: and in japan specifically very that's huge yeah that's like nobody has a handgun nobody the cops let alone like a kid to have it but i think it's not so much like oh and he's all he's pimping her too it's he is having her do her thing. So instead of her being u- u- used by these men for sex, she's actually able to do... He's empowering her to do what she was
1: and put on Earth for. he's her manager slash agent, so he's getting uh, a cut out of it.
2: I think that's something in your head canon that the movie doesn't say. <laughs> if he was getting the money at all or a chunk of money uh, beyond what she would want to give him, even... Which I would argue if she was like, no, Hodaka, you get, you get some money. You get a cut, too. That's a different relationship anyway. But I think that's part of your headcanon. So we can say, since that's not explicitly said, she's getting the full money. And in that case, he's just uh, instead took her out of the situation to empower her to do what actually she's meant to do. Her destiny.
1: Well, then, I, then I would say, what what's Hodaka's motivation here? Like, 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 if he's not motivated by getting a percentage, like, like let's take the word "pimp" out. And let's just call it agent. Right, we're all familiar with the concept of agent and manager. Did you just
0: something happen when I went to pee? You like on fire? I
1: am on fire. Well, I mean, mean, this has been bottled up for two days since we saw the movie, so I want to get it all out. So, so, but like, like Suga is his agent, quote unquote, right? Manager, Mm -hmm. and then the sex club worker is her uh, ostensible agent manager, and then he becomes an agent manager. And you're saying, oh, he doesn't get any money from this from 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 this deal. Well, what what is he getting? He's trying to get. Like in her pants, ostensibly, like he's he's trying to to fall in love. It's very innocent, but he's trying to get with her by helping her, right? Like like, and he's also a good guy. He's trying to help her and her her brother.
2: See someone in her his same position, which I think is important. Distinction, to right. that, But if they were of different. But classes. then he he
1: sees how his pimping out of her destroys her, and then eventually she disappears, and she's you know like like gone completely. He feels guilt about it, and then so he's like he's like I got to go get her back. I got to save her because I I destroyed her basically. Like like mm-hmm. my, me pimping out uh, Hina caused her to disappear and, and go back. You know like like leave this yeah. li- this plane of existence. So so again like it's. Guilt from him feeling like he exploited her. It's all about exploitation. And, and you know, and it's, it's rather like innocent exploitation. But there's a lot of... There's a theme going on here, whether it's intentional or not. There's something yeah, happening. I think it's
2: definitely unintentional. But I also think it's this... With her uh, disappearing as she does more of her powers. Well, she would have disappeared if she hadn't done that. She would have disappeared because they wouldn't have made money. She would have... Her and her I thought it was implied. Separated. I thought
1: it was implied that that the more that she used her power, the more she disappeared.
2: No, but I'm saying she would have disappeared, not in the like physical sense, as a sense. sex worker. But yeah, she it was if she didn't make money that way. They weren't going to pay rent. Her and her brother would then be caught by the cops much sooner. And separated, separated. which was her biggest fear. So I think it's really more of a... Sounds like you're apologizing for the uh, the pimp (laughs) pimp. (laughs) here. I think it is more innocent of, here's somebody in my same situation that I do care for. And yeah, you could put in the, he has sexual feelings for her, certainly. But I think it would be a different movie if they weren't of the same status. Like, they're literally of the same status. They're... in essentially well, both he, runaways. he
1: thinks that she's older than him the most of the movie and th- and that's a big a big flip when they realize like oh no she's younger than him and then then there's this weird element of of like oh well because she's younger than me now even though i thought she was 18 and i was 16 she's 15 and i'm 16 therefore now we can have a relationship there's a there's a strange another strange i think it's cultural
2: too though because the senpai the idea of uh, the people being older being held on a pedestal. Yeah. That's way different in Japan and just Asian countries than here too. Mm-hmm. So I think things like that can get muddied seeing them through the Western view. Yeah.
1: So, so what you're saying is that if you're a little, just even a little bit older than someone that you're their superior.
2: There's still, yeah. And that's why it's so hilarious that he calls... Oh, you're Jesus trying. trying to, to, oh, okay. I'm, I'm okay.
1: looking. At, I'm staring at Sasha, just implying, like in in their culture. If you were both in their Japanese culture, we, I am a yeah, little and bit man, more in powerful, that culture too, or a little yeah. bit more important as, long yeah. as I am. But
2: then him calling, um, <laughs> what's his name? What's the little brother's name again? Uh, little forget. brother, Noga. Noga. He calls him senpai. That's just a funny thing that I think a lot of Western audiences would miss and not mm-hmm. really see the humor of that dynamic and that's uh, at play with the fact that he's calling you know this senpai to the little brother the older sister he thinks is older you know it's all like swirled in the same it's trying to say the same thing
0: I think. they do feel equal to me these two the boy and the girl like they, they do feel equal like there's like an older boy that apparently is a character from your name yes that there's... shows up for five seconds and i'm like is this gonna be the story about a love triangle Older boy takes <laughs> Hina away from him because I'm like, why is he there? From it, um, yeah, and then the jewelry mm-hmm. uh, clerk, yeah, yeah. So I guess they're big characters. It's just in. Should
1: we watch your name, like uh, Is your name? Oh,
2: absolutely. If you liked Weathering with You,
0: you
1: we'll will find
2: like out your name. soon
1: when we, will we do out.
0: the ratings. The ratings. I think it's time to get. To I the think ratings. it is.
2: We Let's could get in talk the ratings all day about this movie. I definitely could,
0: but um, yeah. And if
1: you want to talk to me more about this movie, you can just contact me directly. Yeah, yeah. We'll put the, my phone Go number the, in the in the comments and you know pod you Satan
0: know. and post the comments <laughs> as you know. There.
1: I love to talk, and you can talk to me all day about this movie.
0: So. This is how the ratings work. In the ratings, each of us is going to create a ten-point scale from zero to ten, where we take "Weathering with You" and each put it up against another aspect of pop culture or anything at all, uh, and in that way we see which where "Weathering with You" lands. For example, um, if chocolate chip cookies is eight and "Weathering with You" is ten, then you can see how great "Weathering with You" is because chocolate. Chip cookies are probably great. <laughs> we'll start with me. And then maybe Jay one time, one day we'll figure out how this system works. It's no, I, the, I, I got uh, it.
1: <laughs> it's taking me 15 episodes, but now I've got it. I got it. I'm still working on it. Still
0: working on it. I'll <laughs> go first. Then Jay will go second. Um, I will take Weathering With You. And I will um, put it up against my favorite uh, animated movie, Nausicaa. Uh, in the Valley of the Winds. Jay's upset. He probably wanted to compare it to Nausicaa. That was what I was going to do. So, okay, great. Nausicaa always, definitely one of my top movies, even though I bring up Mandy and Interstellar. Well, my other favorite movie of all time is Nausicaa. Miyazaki's Nausicaa. Nausicaa is a movie that is also about... Sort of the end of the world, like, happening to nature. All three of those
2: movies uh, are in some way about the end of the world. That's true.
0: There's some themes we can, you know, work (laughs) about. But it it has to do with sort of the nature, of course, like, versus the man, like, versus the mankind. And Nausicaä leads um, the uh, natural world in surviving and surviving. And Nausicaä is an amazing movie. It has all the elements that I um, absolutely adore in animated worlds nausicaa is a 10 then i'd say i if Alison brie was not on this film and not in weathering with you it was an option let's say put her away japanese just to have uh, japanese voice instead of yeah oh Uh, i see like
1: you're judging it as if we didn't watch the dubbed version
0: if i were to put this movie uh without Alison brie it would be an eight But because Alan Sambri is in it, I'm going to give it a six.
1: Oh, wow. Two points. 20% down. Sorry about it. It's time to give this
0: role uh, of a generic... A uh, fun girl to a different actor.
1: Casting matters. I casting mean, casting matters. Jay, does. what about you? You see Nausicaa. that credit, casting director. <laughs> now you know how much it matters. It matters like a whole twenty percent. In basically.
0: in mal- it matters as much as the background of a headshot, where one might look like a music producer. Yeah, Jay, if you didn't listen to <coughs> one
1: previous episode, so you well, I was gonna I you was, go next. I was gonna do the Nausicaa thing and do you, it, stole, Ma- maybe you stole it'll be my fire. But, but no, no, I got different. a better one. I have a better one. <laughs> I have a way better one. Um mine is going to be uh the Japanese movie nominated for an Academy Award uh in its year of production Shoplifters right the, the film that I compared yeah. weathering with you me with you we- weathering with you with me <laughs> it sounds, like weathering with it sounds like jerking it Weather, weather with me <laughs> weathering with me <laughs> come weather with me so uh if shoplifters is a 9 mm. weathering with you is an eight. There we go. All right. right. So, so eight. no I, drops. So I, I'm not going to no say drops. that it's, that it's like uh, f- far inferior. I'm not, but, but it's not as good, but I did really enjoy the piano, it. The piano. I did really enjoy you it. did. A- amongst all my other critiques of it. And, and my some of my critiques are like about, it's just a fascination with it it's an interest in it it's like and you know like, look, like, like these, these subtextual things like it makes it a, a deeper text and a more rich text and, I, and that's why we go to the cinema and but, also yes. because
0: it just really feels like tokyo it just yeah. really does incredibly so more Made than any other tokyo, tokyo movie like live action mm-hmm. that i've seen this one reminded me of tokyo yeah more than any other movie of all time
1: for sure for sure so like uh love the movie joe, joe
0: What about you? I will rate it against Makoto
2: Shinkai's Your Name.
1: Which
0: we must see now.
2: It's a very similar movie in a lot of ways. Both endings have me cry every time I watch it. Or if I even just watch a clip of it. I would highly suggest watching Your Name. Your Name feels like um, this build-up to a gut punch at the end. That, like... Don't stop it halfway through. Just watch the whole movie. And it almost feels like a poem where the last line just puts a bow on it so well. Like
0: your book, The Longest Haiku.
2: Yes, go buy it on Amazon, everybody. It's only four ninety nine paperback, I think. Yeah. Um, so that movie I really like. I'm going to give that one an 8 out of 10. I think... The, my only problem with it is it gets a little confusing. It's mm. a little bit more of a supernatural movie than this one. Uh, but I still really like it. W- Weathering With You is going to be a 10 out of 10. I could watch Ooh. this. I watched it uh, twice in the last two weeks. Just getting ready for What this. about
0: Altogether? I was meant to ask you.
2: Altogether, I think I've watched it maybe six or seven times with mm. showing it to people and uh re-watching it again myself like i got the watched in theaters i would have watched it more times in theaters but just you know how hard it can be to go out to the theater when there's many movies coming out you're just like should i spend my time going to the same movie twice when i could go see suicide squad <laughs> um but then when it came out on blu-ray bought it, watched it. Then it came out on HBO max, watched it, <laughs> watched it twice for this. So I could watch this movie again. You, and again.
1: you, you had it on blu ray. You're like, it's on HBO max. I better,
2: yeah. I don't need to pull out the disc.
1: I better contribute to the logarithm, uh, to the mm-hmm. algorithm, you know, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure,
2: yeah. And then sure. like, uh, showed it to my fiance. She had a friend come visit us and I was like, you gotta see this movie. Uh, and everybody loves it that I show it to, but, uh, this is a movie. I could watch it tonight. You You probably will. I might, but I was watching it last night, so maybe I shouldn't watch it (laughs) tonight. Uh, But yeah, I love this movie. I would highly suggest if you did like this movie even a little bit, go watch Your Name. Mm -hmm. It's a really trippy movie.
0: Trippy is a good descriptor for. We're, up, we're, I love it.
1: We're into it. I mean, like we watched the movie, and and though it wasn't in our minds, I think we can both say that it wasn't a masterpiece in our minds. It was certainly a lot better. Like the the night previous, we were watching just it was like a gong show night. We watched like six things and turned them all off within five minutes. And the night before, mm-hmm.
0: we saw Dune, which unfortunately. Was not as amazing as we thought it would be.
1: It was a little bit of a letdown. We enjoyed yeah. it, but a little bit of a letdown. So it was like a series of letdowns, and then it was like, "Hey, weathering with you. We, mm-hmm. This is fun. Like, like I, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying like existing in this, in mm-hmm. this atmosphere, in this atmosphere. world that's created. Because like that's what you, that's what I love about movies is you go to a plate, you're transported to a world, and you exist in that world. Whether it's the dingy motel in the Florida Project, or or amazing or film. it's a castle in the sky in a Mia's. Zaki movie uh, you know or it's tokyo and weathering with you like we just love that's why we love cinemas because we're transported to different worlds
0: i took a class uh quick final thing i took a class in brooklyn college back in 1960s um about japanese cinema and the the professor said something that stuck with me for a long time he said american movies are about story and plot japanese movie i'm sorry uh european movies are about character And Japanese movies are about atmosphere. And I think that was a great example of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I
2: think it's something uh, Western movies miss on a lot is uh, aiming for the literal and audiences especially not being okay with anything figurative or in service of just theme. You know, it's like that didn't make sense. It did in the theme of the fucking movie. Which is movie. the most important thing in yeah, the end like of the day. The movies might actually be trying to say something, not just be literal. So I think it. Is, we could learn a lot from... Uh, weathering with you. Euro- yeah, European cinema, Asian cinema, weathering with you. And I did want to make one last point because we skipped over it. It may have gotten slightly edited out the title weathering with you, which is a really weird title. I agree. I think it is poetically beautiful. Um, but I just need to rant on a title. Spencer. You guys know Spencer?
1: Oh, the princess die movie.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, have you considered calling it princess Diana? Nobody no. knows what Spencer is. No, yeah, no. I get it. Her name was Diana Spencer and the movie is about her alienation from the family. But I'm not going to walk by mm-hmm. the Marquis and see Spencer. I think that's a Matt Damon movie about fracking yeah. or something. It's <laughs> not- yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Naming it Spencer?
0: I imagine it is like a a, a new like the new Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah, oh right. yeah, 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 like a Spencer. knockoff yeah, Sherlock yeah. Holmes. Mm-hmm. In
1: my something. mind, it's about like a precocious nerd who works at like a novelty gift store in the mall <laughs> called Spencer's. <laughs> but, I, 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 like, <laughs> so whenever I see
2: sex store slash
1: <laughs> uh, lunchbox yeah, store, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been to Spencer's before? Oh, shop
2: a lot of Spencer's. Yeah, so
1: every time I see that title, I I, I know it's Princess Die movie, but every time I see it. I think like is that a movie about that store? Like it just it flashes yeah, it's in my a head. Bad title. It, it, it's an awful title, and it's very pretentious, and it probably is going to be the to the detriment of the film. It and a and, and only. like like title probably has been. Titles are tricky because it's like you want it to be unique and interesting. And sometimes you, you know, if you would have heard the word star, the title Star Wars before Star Wars, you'd be like Star Wars. That sounds like the cheesiest, like what wars in the stars, like like what is this low rent bullshit? And like sometimes the title takes like a, a you know, a, 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 a heightened um, level in, in our mind and becomes like timeless and and iconic. But like, yes, it's like, don't name your movie, Spencer, name it, die. Or name yeah. it Princess or something like like just because you're trying PD. to get people to sell it. P- 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 PD. Yeah. PD. Yeah. Call it Chicago PD. <laughs> you know. Princess PD. Chicago
2: PD. Well, it's like Star Wars. F-D. I would argue is a good name. What if they called it Luke? You'd be and that's why Dune sucks. I know it's based off a book. Yeah. But it's like Dune.
0: It's not a great cool. title.
2: We only care it's about a, good that name title for a
0: dog because we know what it Dog's is. Dog's name would be Dude.
1: great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean but, but that's what I'm saying is that sometimes the title is shitty and then it becomes iconic. Like, you know that Spencer right. isn't going to become iconic. No, no. Like, Spencer's yeah. just going to confuse people. And and as a filmmaker, I would never want my film titled that. I would want it titled something that would draw people in. Because who cares what the title is? That, that You're not going to compromise any artistic integrity by naming your, t- your, your movie something that, like, is more more appreciable by by the audience. It's just going to get people into the, see the Titles movie. Titles are you know, hard usually. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, and like, and I will say, "Weathering with you," though it is poetic and beautiful. It is it's a bad off. title. Like, like you hear it, like yeah. you, the first time you said the movie, I'm like, "Weathering with what you? is it, like, yeah, it? Yeah, what, does it yeah, mean? what, is, what is it? What is weathering? Well, how about I get the Weather now. Child?
0: Would you like it? Which what, is what it Sunshine is. Sunshine Girl, p- or, you
1: know, which what, what chi- arguably well, is, is... It was girl. Child of Weather or, or Weather Child? Yeah, yeah. Like that's I would be like Child of Weather, the Weather Girl, yeah. (laughs) The Weather Girl, like with Nicolas Cage, you know, Um, I I, I would I would see all those movies. But yeah, Weathering With You, Lost in Translation a little bit, but um, but a good movie and everyone should go see it.
0: Joe, where can our audience find you on the Internet? You can find me. uh,
2: You can go to JoeCabello.com. Also check out my Patreon through there. I have a book out on Patreon. Finished. It's finished. Like, as of you listen to this episode, you could uh, read all the chapters, all 15 Small chapters. Small novel. Yeah. A novella. I stopped calling it that because nobody <laughs> knows what a novella is. The only people who know what it is are authors that will correct you. Because you'll be like, mm-hmm. I wrote a book. They're like, oh, how long is it? It's like, oh, it's 37,000 words. You know, whatever. Oh, that's a novella. It's like, fuck off. Oh, so you re- you wrote a hundred thousand boring hours. words, mm-hmm. um, right. but so I don't use novella anymore. But that's what it is. It's a
1: small novel.
0: JoeCabello.com. Jay Hunter, anything you want to plug?
1: Well, Joe and I are, we have a new podcast coming out. It's its called Climate Deniers. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it should be coming out on Spotify pretty Red soon. Hats presents <laughs> Climate Deniers. And uh, yeah, so we're doing that. Uh, that's coming out on blast. And uh, Do you no, promote ween? Yeah, you should go, go check out my podcast, Pod Ween Satan. It's the greatest podcast in the world about the greatest band in the world. The band is Ween. It's the number one Ween podcast in the world and uh, it's probably <laughs> you know how many of those it's, it's, it's as good as it gets yeah. as so as true a, it's as good as it gets
0: thank you Elizabeth Salud for the artwork thank you Mr. Owl for this amazing track and thank you for
1: listening